Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, Diet Riders. We are Brooke and Alyssa Miller. I thought you forgot. <laughs> we are, um, oh, what are we? We're um, dietitians. We're di- both dietitians. Both I took that one. Yeah, both from the Midwest. Both live in Denver. Both like to eat food. Both moms. Both. Uh, we both tired. play volleyball. I'm tired. Both tired. Both <laughs> we tired like moms. coffee. We're drinking coffee right now, even though it's, what, Cheers. 4 p.m.? Ooh, that was a pretty good clink. Yeah. Um, also, I realized in that last episode, both played volleyball. That's a great one. Yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. I didn't play softball, though. So, yeah, can't go on that. But uh, anyways, welcome to our holiday episode. so lucky you get a bonus episode of us i know that's exactly what they want to do on thanksgiving everyone just kept emailing us asking for this episode and we obliged so you're welcome happy thanksgiving i know what are you doing for thanksgiving we have not made plans okay that's me singing um it's we're recording this early because obviously we're not working on thanksgiving yeah gross. and i haven't made plans yet I'll oh. probably host. I love hosting Thanksgiving. Yeah. So that's the hope, but we'll see. What are you doing? Um, We're going to eat at my parents' house, and Jesse's very adamant that we have cranberry sauce. Well, uh, <laughs> I would also be adamant. Was there a question that you weren't going to have <laughs> no, cranberry sauce? No, it's just he's the only one that eats it. He is? Everywhere we go, but he loves it. It's like the episode of Friends where <laughs> Monica like lets Chandler be in charge of the cranberry <laughs> sauce. I can't believe he's the only one that eats it. Yeah. You don't like it? It's Okay. I love it so much. Although I did grow up with it coming out of a can. Yeah. Not that's a fan of that. Yeah. Well, that's like, okay. Like jelly. I have visions of the je- basically jellified. <laughs> it looks like cranberry jello. sauce. It still had the ring. I know. Ugh, that's no. why I can't do it. No, we make homemade cranberry sauce. My mother-in-law actually makes it with a little bit of sherry because we fancy and it's so good. I don't think I, I do more cranberry sauce than gravy. Okay. Well, just, just save some in a little Tupperware okay and then bring it to Jesse I can do that yeah just for Jesse yeah. um what else do you make for Thanksgiving uh we make a turkey uh who um, doesn't cheesy potatoes okay I need to make cheesy potatoes this yeah year. I feel like that's like sometimes we have ham and turkey if we're real fancy um, super fancy but yeah cheesy I mean honestly as long as I have cheesy potatoes I don't really care about the rest yeah I would literally just eat a bowl of cheesy potatoes and be good I think that sounds like a fantastic day. Mm-hmm. I feel that way. It's like the turkey I know is the main event, but it's my least favorite part. Probably. I know. It's like sometimes it's dry. Yeah. I love the sweet potatoes. That's what I can eat a bowl yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. I make a mean sweet potato casserole. It's so good. We do too. It's I think delish. we posted the recipe last year around Thanksgiving. There's a lot of sugar in it and it's amazing. Well, and I cut all the sugar out of the mashed part and oh, we just, just top it with sugar. Yeah. And that's totally enough. And it still it's, tastes good. Yeah. Because of the butter and the, the pecans. 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 Yeah, we have the same it? recipe. We'll, we really we'll do. post it again. It's delicious. It's so good. We do. I usually do a Brussels sprout. The Brussels. Yum. I, so good. And I don't know why. They're just so good for Thanksgiving. But it's like Brussels sprouts, butternut squash, pecans. Pecans? Yes. How do you say pecans. it? Pecans. Pecans. Yeah. Pecans. So anyways, um, we hope you're salivating and wanting to eat your Thanksgiving dinner. That is our post. Or our post. <laughs> Stop it. Lord. Our uh, our intentions for today to make you hungry. But today we're going to talk about not only Thanksgiving, but also just the whole holiday season 
as a whole and how you can be an intuitive eater through the holidays. Yeah. And another point I want to say is you can also just have a free for all on Thanksgiving or Christmas because it's once a year. And like, if you just want to eat until you can't button your pants and (laughs) go in a food coma, I think that's, I think that's acceptable. If you, if I encourage it. Yeah. Like I think I actually did the math on this, you guys, I'm real prepped for today. You did math. Um, Thanksgiving is one meal out of 1,095 meals a year. If you ate three meals a day Oh, or 1,825 meals if you eat five meals a day, like five small meals. Oh. I did the math. You're welcome. It's one meal, guys. Let's just do it. Do it right. I would say just eat whatever you want. That tastes good. (laughs) That's my advice. Just do it. So with intuitive eating, if you guys have been practicing intuitive eating or you're thinking about becoming intuitive eaters or, um, you know, the holidays have you kind of stressed out, I just saw this post that said, let this week be the week that you drop diets. And Mm -hmm. I love that because it's like, what a perfect opportunity to start your diet free mentality on a day and a week and a holiday season of times where dieting is freaking hard. It's always hard, but especially during this season. Yeah. And I know that it's overly encouraged and people are always like, what diet are you on? What this diet starts Monday. They make the joke about, well, I'm going to eat as much as I can today. And then tomorrow I'm going to start this diet. And it's like, no, let it end now. Rest in peace, diet culture. (laughs) Yeah. Like your diet doesn't have to start Monday. Enjoy your turkey on Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) All really the whole season. Yeah. Um, I I lost my gosh. I'm struggling today, guys. I need more coffee. My My child is up. So (laughs) what? Oh, last night. Yeah. He's excited about turkey. That tryptophan. My coffee is staying ridiculously hot in this can- canister. I drank all my coffee. Oh, do you want mm. a little bit of mine? Pour it in there for you. <laughs> really? This is going to be bad over oh, my computer. Hold We're on. We're going to do it. Pause while we share coffee. Oh, God. Ooh. Go fast, go fast, go okay, fast, that's go good, fast. That's good. Okay. Oh, thanks, thanks, thanks. Now she's going to be up all night. We did it. We Your did kid's going to be sleeping and you're going to be up because of coffee. <laughs> I know. It's going to be great. <gasps> all right. So intentions around this holiday season. I think... Talking about intentions is so important. So focusing on the things that you want to bring into your life during this holiday season, not things that you want to excommunicate or get rid of. So I really love that thought um, in intuitive eating where it's more about what you're gaining and less about what you're trying to lose. So lose the weight, lose the, um, you're trying to get rid of certain foods in your diet. So I want you to focus maybe on this holiday season of your intentions of what you want to experience. And I think a big one, um, for that is traditions, like focus on the family traditions or the friend traditions that bring you joy and happiness and make you really enjoy and, and look back on this part of your year in a grateful and thankful attitude. So do you have any traditions you guys do around the holiday seasons? Um, we used to just get together and like eat a lot and then, um, play board games and like play games. Yes. Um, Games. So many games in our family. Yeah. So that's Thanksgiving. And then Christmas lately we've been flying home or driving, um, all the way back to Wisconsin and Christmas is like a big deal with Jesse's family. So we like wake up at 6am and we have like an absurd amount of presents and we open the presents. Yeah, and he's very excited that we have a child who will wake us Aww. all up at 5.30. So he's like, yes, 
He's going to be up with all of us. I forgot this is going to be his first Christmas. First Christmas. I know. First Thanksgiving. I know. First Thanksgiving. Um, I saw the best outfit yesterday. I texted you like the the baby company oh yeah um they had one that said like please pass the breast and it was like uh it was like a turkey and it it was hilarious that's it was the amazing. cutest onesie ever i um, love that yeah so we just like our family tradition is honestly eating like whoever's hosting makes the the meat portion and maybe a side and then everyone comes and brings sides and we just eat until we can't eat anymore and then we play games maybe and we should have like a little poll on our Instagram of people when you host or when you go to someone's house for Thanksgiving or Christmas does the host provide all the food or do you no. potluck it we always potluck it always potluck always yeah like whoever's hosting usually makes the main dish but right. even like we do family dinners here in Denver and with friends we call it family dinners even though like <laughs> uh. not all of us are family and um yeah whoever's hosting makes the main dish and then the rest of the people bring sides or dessert yeah I feel or- like whatever's hardest to travel with yeah. The host is in charge of. <laughs> yep. But maybe that's like a strictly Midwestern thing because we're we were all about the potlucks growing I up. I love so potlucks. It makes so much sense to spread all of the work because otherwise it's a ton of work. And my oven cannot physically hold all the food I want to bake at one time. What you don't have a double oven? Um, we only have one kitchen, so <laughs> you don't have two kitchens. Um, we're not super you? fancy. We were watching this um, House Hunters, and Josh um, was learning about what keeping kosher meant. And we were watching a House Hunters, and they had two kitchens to keep kosher. They were like literally cooking in separate kitchens to keep kosher, and um, which is common in that culture. And Josh was like, "They're so rich, they have two kitchens." And I was like, "Oh, baby, it's not about being rich; it's no. keeping kosher." <laughs> yeah, There's no but idea. It, so clearly, he needs to be have some culture just struck right into him, but. Anyways, yeah. so I don't know. I think that, yeah, I think what Alyssa said is important, like focusing on family and family traditions and focusing on enjoying your food rather than having the food be the enemy. So not walking into um, Thanksgiving or Christmas and being like, I just in the back of my mind, there's a stark cloud of New Year's resolutions and what I have to look like. And oh, my family seeing me and I have to diet before they see I see them. So they don't think that I've gained weight before the holidays. I mean, like there's so much pressure and stress around this time. So adding a diet on top of that is just going to make you more stressed out. Yeah, I love that. I, I didn't even think of that people prepping for the holiday season because they're going to see people they maybe don't see all year mm-hmm. round. And it's like um, your focus should be on being able to rekindle those relationships in your life and, and be able to spend time with them and really engage with them. And if you're focused and all tied up with food thoughts or you're um, all tied up inside about your weight or feeling badly about um, what you're choosing to eat in front of them, like I urge you to start now about um, working with food freedom and, and really trying to find a life outside of the diet mentality because you're missing out on life. You're missing out on relationships. You're missing out on experiences because you're afraid of food or because you're walking around ashamed of what your body size is. And <clears throat> really, if these people are worth anything in your life, they don't care about your body size. They care about you. And Brooke and I have talked about this before. Um, when you go to explain or describe one of your closest friends or family, if I guarantee you, you're not going to be like, well, their weight is 182 pounds. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, that would be so weird if we all uh, started doing Brooke's that. Brooke's my best friend, and here's her weight. And blah, She's blah, blah. great, but... 
Yeah. She hit 140 pounds. <laughs> and I don't think I can be friends with her anymore. Like, Seriously. Who would do that? No one. You're explaining their personality. You're talking about how they take care of you. You're talking about probably um, the way that they treat others around them. It's so much more important um, what type of people they are than what their weight is. And I think we so quickly think about our weight or our flaws um, much easier than we think of other people. So reminding yourself to treat yourself as you would treat someone that you love and care about. Um, talk kindly to yourself, be super gracious, um, just in general with intuitive eating, but also especially during the holiday season, give yourself some grace. I mean, one meal out of 1,095 a year or something like that is not going to make you gain a ton of weight. You need to just see from the bird's eye perspective, take a few steps back and really realize, um, what this holiday is about and that's giving thanks and having gratitude towards the things that you do have in your life and giving back. I think volunteering Mm -hmm. is one of the best ways to get out of your own mental space. If you're in a bad place, go volunteer, gain some perspective, give back, and it will make you feel better about yourself. I guarantee it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you could return this podcast to iTunes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, and some, just some tips, like general tips when it comes to Thanksgiving or Christmas or any like really big holiday meal. My advice is if it's a buffet or or like a potluck, I would grab, I would recommend grabbing a little bit of everything and whatever you like, if you take a bite and you're like, I did not like that, then you're not wasting a lot of food. And if you try something and you're like, that's incredible, then go back and get more. So maybe like start your first plate with just like a tiny, literally like a taste of everything that looks appetizing. And then if something's not appetizing, just don't take that taste and don't eat the rest. See if somebody else wants it or toss it. And then, yeah, go back for seconds for what you want. And then, um, yeah, then you're only eating what you actually enjoy. Yeah. I think giving yourself unconditional permission to taste or to eat or to consume anything on that plate, anything on that buffet that looks good to you and as much of it as you want is so important to break through that diet mentality. And we've talked about this before, not just around the holidays, but having that last supper mentality of I'm going to start this diet on Monday. So I'm going to eat and eat and eat and eat. Um, And what ends up happening is people are eating food they're not even enjoying let alone having that mindfulness of, do I like this food? How is it treating my body? How am I going to feel after I eat it? They just eat it because they're so afraid of what's coming down the pike on Monday. And I really want to encourage you that if you let go of that mentality and say, hey, come Monday, I'm not going to start another diet. Today's the day that I'm no longer doing diets, period period, for the rest of my life. And that instantly releases you of some pressure of saying, hey, these foods that are offered on Thanksgiving, I don't have to eat them because I'm never going to have them again. I want to eat them and I want to enjoy them and be present in this moment. And I'm not just going to eat as much as I can as possible because I'm about to start a diet. And I also want to encourage you, and I think this, (laughs) it should go without saying, but I think we need reminding The food that you get on Thanksgiving or Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever holiday you celebrate, that food is available year round, you guys. Like that it you can make sweet potato casserole in March. Yeah, we talked about that in our um, Halloween episode, too. Like, right. we discussed that you can buy Halloween candy every time <laughs> of the year. And honestly, it's probably cheaper to buy it after Halloween. So right? True. Isn't it on sale? I So I almost went to Target the day after Halloween just, just for the on sale candy <laughs> just for Reese's peanut butter cups I didn't make it and also we had so much candy left over because it was freaking <gasps> freezing didn't? in Denver 
Okay, we didn't have like any leftover. What? And you had trick or treaters? We had we, eight. We oh, oh no, I hit the mic. we had like twenty, and I didn't think we'd have many because like the yeah. first hour nobody showed up. So then I started giving a lot. Oh, and okay. then like at the end of the night, I was like. Oh, I do not have very many Reese's and Snickers left <laughs> for me. So then it was gone within a week. Okay. So no, last year we went through two bags of 250 Costco. piece Costco candy. So we went through two bags. This year we bought two large bags and a few smaller bags and I was super prepared and we had eight trick or treaters. Eight. I mean, you should have brought some candy for me. I should have returned it, but I didn't. I opened no, it. No, you it. should. You should have brought me all the chocolate. Well, I'm. I'm not going to lie. Those Reese's are gone. Uh, okay, <laughs> we are two weeks away from uh, Halloween, uh, and they are gone. Okay, yeah, they. But uh, I'll too. bring you something else that doesn't have gluten in it, just yeah. for you. Anyways, going back to the idea that these foods, to avoid a scarcity mindset, maybe even, um, and obviously we're releasing this on Thanksgiving, but maybe for next year for the holiday season coming up, you know, with Christmas and New Year's and everything, maybe eating those foods um, a little more often throughout the year will actually give you the mentality of, hey, just because it's Thanksgiving, I don't have to eat something that I don't even particularly enjoy, but I only get once a year. Um because I think it really plays to our mentality around food and that scarcity mindset. Because I think people can um, overeat for themselves because they're so afraid of losing that food. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's a special recipe that your aunt only makes once a year. Hey, you can ask her for that recipe. I mean, she might not share it, though. Well, you can <laughs> Google it. My aunt Sally's she... sweet potato casserole is the only thing that can come to my mind. My grandma's cookies are the best. Nestle Nestle House. <laughs> Nestle Dollhouse. Okay, guys, two episodes in a row where friends quotes have been thrown in. So if you don't um, get it, then you need to start watching more friends. Friends is life, you guys. Yes. It's our lifeline. Anyways, Nestle Dollhouse. <laughs> um, everything is Google Googleable. Googleable. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, that's my word for today. I made up Googleable. Wow, we have a lot of themes going on today. Yeah, I really do make up those words. But um. Seriously, Google it. Like, find a recipe that you like. Try to enjoy it all year round so you don't feel so out of control around that food um, when it does come to a holiday. So that's my little tidbit on that that I went way into detail on. (laughs) And, oh, circling back to intentions, um, having an intention going into the holiday season, but also day to day of today, I'm going to honor my hunger today. I'm only going to eat foods. I truly enjoy today. I'm going to focus more on my family or more on my friends than I am about worrying about what's going on my plate or into my stomach today. I'm going to come up with a fun way that feels good to my body, like going for a walk or going for a run, or maybe I'm going to do some yoga or some stretching or buy bigger pants that I actually fit into and feel good in when I go to my family's house for for Thanksgiving. These are my Thanksgiving pants. Brooke is full of the friends quotes. What are you smuggling melons over there? No, guys. Okay. I recommend this. Uh, a few years ago for Thanksgiving, uh, it was just me, Jesse, and his sister in Denver, and we didn't go home. We never go home for Thanksgiving anymore um, because flights are so expensive for us to go home for Christmas. So one year we watched every Friends episode that was Thanksgiving themed. So we watched 10 Thanksgiving episodes and I we ate that and idea. it was like such a good idea so I highly recommend putting friends on in the background only the Thanksgiving episodes I can't believe I've never thought of that we do that for Halloween with psych episodes oh Josh and I love psych and they have some really awesome Halloween episodes specifically so we do that on Halloween I didn't even think of doing that for Thanksgiving that's awesome Mm -hmm. what a good idea 
Um, Let us know if you guys do that. New tradition started right here on Diet Riot Podcast. And something else with kids, too. So, like, this is Ashton's first Thanksgiving. He can't really eat a whole lot yet. Like, we're just at the pureed stage. But anything that's, like, pureed for him to try or really soft, I'm going to go ahead and have him try. Mm -hmm. But I think if you have kids that are a little bit older um, and you go to Aunt Sally's house and they've never tried Brussels sprouts, like, what a great opportunity to tell them, hey, I'm going to put a little bit of everything on your plate. You're going to taste everything. And if you don't like it, don't finish it. But if you really like it, then let's ask Aunt Sally for the recipe so that we can start making this more often. Yeah, I think holidays are an awesome opportunity Mm -hmm. to expose your kids to foods you're not used to showing them. Because even though, you know, I, I talk a lot about exposure on my other account and basically it's so important, but we still get in our own little ruts or we only have so much knowledge about how to prepare Brussels sprouts. Well, Aunt Sally does it the special way. Actually, my sister-in-law, I think I've talked about this before, does Brussels sprouts with maple syrup. I still haven't tried them, but I bet they're so good. But it's something I would never do. So it's like, what a great opportunity to expose myself and my kids to different flavors. So I love that. Swapping recipes is a must around the holidays. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... I don't know. I think that's a great idea. Melinda from work at our mm-hmm. Christmas party, she mm-hmm. made these Brussels sprouts with bacon and dates. OMG. On maternity I don't know. <laughs> you weren't there. They were so good. That I actually, sh- so I'm going to get the recipe. I should get the recipe from her and then post it on our yeah, account you because share it. it's amazing. Anything with bacon on it or cheese is like my game, you know? I love that. Yeah. Um. Some other points I wanted to touch on, Brooke kind of already said, but you, um, you deserve to nourish yourself and feed yourself at not only the meal that you're dreading or worrying about, like Thanksgiving or Christmas or Christmas Eve or Hanukkah or whatever that looks like for you, but also throughout the day. Make sure that you're nourishing yourself the week up to these these holidays, but also the day of. So many people, the day of or the day before, tell me that they're going to skip meals so they can save room for Thanksgiving. Like save calories. Yes. I hear that all the time. Save calories. Guys, this is not how our biology no, works. No. Like just plain biology, it's not how our bodies function is to just be like, hey, I'm just going to skip things so I can have more later. Your body is constantly running, constantly needing energy and nourishment. And you um, pulling that away is just going to give more power to food later and will likely lead to you overeating or eating past comfortably full, which we do endorse doing on Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, I think on Thanksgiving. Is like, but it's like sleep too. You know, totally. like you could go like three or four days in a row with just like not putting sleep as a priority and not sleeping. And then you're like, oh, I'll catch up on sleep on Saturday. Your body doesn't like you can't catch up on sleep. Like, yes, you can have a day where you sleep more, but like your body does not function that way. So, I mean, again, it's like making sleep a priority, getting enough sleep most nights. And it's the same thing as eating. Like we should be eating. Everybody's different. A lot of people, it's three meals a day. Some people, it's five small meals a day. Like whatever it is that works for you. Um, Some people, it's like two big meals a day. They eat a brunch and then they eat a really like early dinner and they like are fully satisfied. I mean, I didn't do the math for two meals a day. Okay. Well, (laughs) Whoops. I could probably do it pretty quick. It's somewhere around 750. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Um, yeah, I love that. Oh, I know what else I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about what happens in in our bodies and how we feel and what we should do when we do eat past comfortable fullness. So as Brooke and I have already endorsed doing, go ahead and indulge in whatever you want, which we say all the time with intuitive eating, eat what you want 
when you want it and just pay attention to those hunger and fullness cues. But um, intuitive eating is by no means a hunger fullness diet where you should only eat when you're hungry and stop when you're comfortably full. It's paying attention to a whole array of things, including your satisfaction 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 (laughs) I almost said satisfaction again I'm a college educated woman over here (laughs) satisfaction um your satisfaction but also what you enjoy what you don't enjoy the social aspect of eating anyways I dive I diverge gosh we are struggle busting today I'll just chug this coffee (laughs) and it'll be fine she doesn't even have all of her coffee because I drank half of hers I've had four cups today and I still I'm dying it's It's great it's fantastic it's (sighs) worth it um but I did want to say so when you do eat past a level of comfortability um on holidays or any other day some good options and this is just strictly talking about how our bodies function like the biology level go for a walk it's the best and if you're we actually did this last thanksgiving i was in town because it was my baby shower um so i like ate uncomfortably full every day because it was my baby shower and then it was thanksgiving um and we did yeah and then we did a family walk um outside with my cousin and her new house because she just bought a new house so i of course wanted to like gawk at all the other beautiful houses in the neighborhood so it felt so good to get outside and Mm -hmm. it was a little chilly out which kind of like woke you up hello wisconsin the the trip yeah the tryptophan the tryptophan (laughs) from the turkey it made me a little tired um but we did like a 40 minute walk outside walking the dog and bringing the kids and like having the kids run around and um it was just it felt good and by the time that I got back in I didn't feel so uncomfortably full I definitely wasn't hungry but that's I feel like that's something that always works well for me yes absolutely and that's just like literally when we break down the mechanisms of action in our body when we have a high spike of insulin which comes after ingesting a lot of food especially carby foods but any food you have that high spike of insulin it is documented and research-based that when you take a walk or have physical activity, I'm not talking about like running a marathon here, but just taking a walk around the block, that insulin finds its way into your cells much faster. And so um, part of the feeling of being uncomfortably full is that insulin spike and then crash. So when you follow it up with physical activity, um, it will make you feel better. So I'm not encouraging this as like a rule. You always have to walk after you eat or you always blah, blah, blah. It, this is not a food rule to be followed. This is encouragement and ideas of what to do when you do eat past fullness, which will happen in your life at some point, if not during the holiday season, especially. But this check out with your body, you know, tune in when you're eating and when you've eaten past fullness, tune in and say, oh, I'm really uncomfortable. You know, I'm not feeling great. I'm going to try going for a walk and see if that makes me feel better. If it doesn't, great. Write it off as something, another thing Alyssa said that didn't work. It's fine. (laughs) But seriously, just tune in to see how your body responds because for most of us, it will make you feel better to go for a walk. And that's actually a tradition we had on my dad's side of the family. Um, after a Thanksgiving meal, we'd go on a walk and they lived in a beautiful neighborhood and we'd eat Thanksgiving early enough. So we'd still have some sunlight. Yeah. (laughs) And usually the boys would play some football afterwards in the front yard. It was awesome. So I think encouraging that physical activity, but then also knowing your body and knowing, Hey, if you need to just tune out and go take a nap, go take a nap. It's fine. Listen to your body, respond to what your body's asking for with action and just choose something that's going to make you feel good. That's my encouragement. Yeah. And I also have a tip for the holidays. So it's more of a challenge. So starting today, Thanksgiving, 
until um, after New Year's, make it a priority to not weigh yourself. Put the scale away, hide it, put it in a closet or destroy it. Don't weigh yourself from now until after New Year's. And again, like I know you might have to go to the doctor and accidentally you're like, oh, they made me step on the scale and I saw it. Try not to look, but um, make it make a conscious effort to get the scale. If you have a scale in your house to put it away, if you go to your friend's house and they have a scale out, don't step on it. Um, Just when it's out of sight, it is out of mind a little bit more. So making that a priority too for the next holiday year and making that a New Year's resolution to not weigh yourself for the year. So we really don't that. need a scale at home, right? Right. No, we don't. We hit ours. Like it's, it's like not, it's in a closet, but I should just toss it. Yeah. We have one, I think. I think actually, it's actually broken. You know, I kept it for in case I needed to step on it with Ashton and yeah. then step on it without so that I could like get his general weight. But honestly, he goes to the doctor so much that I probably. That is true. So it can be helpful if you're. But I can make dad do it. We've been weighing Aiden pretty re- regularly because I really want to move him to just a booster seat because oh, car seats yeah. are the bane yeah. of my existence. Yeah, that's fair. So we do have one. I do think it's broken, though. It like doesn't read. Like, you know, when on a calculator, you can't see all the dashes. Oh, yeah. But you can kind of make out what it says. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we're, we're trying to get our kids to gain weight. Yeah, obviously. Right. So it's like it we is good to, to see their progress of like gaining weight. So I do like to track my kids weight, but obviously there are some medical things like Brooke, you know, had talked about in a previous episode, she needed to make sure she was gaining the right amount of weight during pregnancy because you had issues with your placenta and, Mm -hmm. and whatnot. You can go back and listen to some of those episodes, but, um, there's obviously some medical conditions you might need to weigh yourself. Um, so obviously talk to your practitioner and your dietitian, but, I think that's really good advice. Just get rid of your, your scale because you guys, like I said, this is, we're talking about one meal here, maybe some leftovers. We're talking about maybe a Christmas meal too. These are in the grand scheme of things. This is not going to make you gain a ton of weight. This is your body will go through natural fluctuations, winter and summer and spring and fall. And that's just our biology taking over of thousands of years and generations of evolution of how your body's responding to the climate change that's okay. I encourage you to to realize that weight is not a fixed number that you should be striving for and to try to stick to. Your set point is a range that I will change. I was just going to say that. That's so creepy. <laughs> it's probably because we're drinking the same coffee. <laughs> Our same I'm a mind juice. reader. Um, and then I did kind of, the last thing I want to talk about during this podcast and going into this holiday season as I swallow my coffee, um, is to, wow, we're really in each other's heads here, um, is to be prepared and ready for diet talk to come into your life. Yes, absolutely. The gym, especially. Totally. I mean, just wait until January guys. If you guys are regulars at your gym because you enjoy working out, I dread January because of all the parking issues. I have to like walk further parking and, and child- it's cold I have out to walk further to the gym so I can I work out. I know, but it's cold out. That's such an ironic thing to say. <laughs> That's like, I, I remember my husband one time when we were using one car, I was like, well, I need to go to the gym so I can go on the bike. And he was like, or Why you could you ride bike- the bike to the gym. And I was like, or no, you could just understand. bike outside, like instead of going all the way to the gym. I mean, unless it's cold out. But this is America. <laughs> I know it's so funny. Um, so a you don't have to go to the gym to be right. healthy, but um, we like the gym. We like. I mean, we like the gym, sometimes. and it's okay if you like the gym, and it's okay if you like lifting weights. I always feel like sometimes after listening to our own podcast, I'm like, it's not that I'm against people getting stronger or getting, you know, yeah. working out or you know, looking at what they eat and choosing 
quote unquote better foods. It's like, it's the intention behind mm-hmm. it. Are you trying to do this for vanity reasons? Are you trying to do this to change your wet, your wet, your, your weight, weight stand? <laughs> weight are you set point? Are you? Yeah. Or exactly. are you trying to get stronger or trying to sleep better or trying to be able to keep up with your kids, you know, looking at those intentions and really respecting and honoring your body. Um, but anyways, back to that, expect to encounter diet talk. So whether it's Aunt Sally or your spouse or, you know, maybe your parents or whatnot, they may comment on your weight. They may comment on their weight. They may talk about the diet they're starting. They may talk about the diet that has failed them. They may come, you know, who knows, maybe it's been a year since you've seen Uncle Joe and Uncle Joe's lost 100 pounds on his diet. And now all of a sudden you notice all your friends and family are sitting talking to Joe. Yep. Complimenting him on his weight loss, asking him what he did, writing down notes to try to do it themselves. Be prepared for this. And I think I actually, maybe we should work on a post to put on our Instagram of, of what to say or how to respond in these actions. Cause I do think that's actionable and real life situation. Mm-hmm. And there's been plenty of times in my life where someone comes up to me and is like, Hey, I'm on this diet. What should I do? Or, or I feel great on this diet. Have you tried it? You should try it. Blah, blah, blah. And I just kind of freeze. Cause I'm like, no, I'm what? Good. what? Like, first of all, you know, I'm a dietitian. Yeah. So a, B, you know I'm against diets. You listen to yeah. my podcast or whatnot, but yet you're still like, well, maybe this is the right diet. Yeah. And this, you know, it's just, and everyone's kind of, it's part of diet culture, you guys. So expect it and be prepared for it. I, I still struggle with that. I like had a friend reach out this week and was like, what do you think of this diet? What are mm-hmm. your opinions on it? So I actually sent her like, six different podcasts not even I I sent one of our episodes but I was like hey actually these three podcasts specific episodes touch on this and I think they did a really great job so like give these a listen rather than like her hearing it from me I was like listen to these like seven other women talk about this specific diet and the pros and cons because it's it's hard to like when it's friends and family they always don't they sometimes don't want to listen to that uh, like us like right. even our parents like even though we're college educated and registered yeah, dietitians and we're in practice people don't trust us because we're just their little sister or just or their, their daughter, daughter. Or yeah or it's like yeah it's hard it's hard when it's like your family specifically but mm-hmm. yeah i think that it is it is hard if if you see somebody that you haven't seen in a while and they've lost a lot of weight I would definitely recommend not commenting on their weight, not mm-hmm. commenting on how they look, but just asking, Hey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. How's your stress level? Or like, you know, how's, how's life been? Is it been stressful? Like, cause you don't know how they've lost that weight. They mm-hmm. may be so stressed that they are not eating. They or may, took, sick, or know. they took up smoking or they have cancer. Like yeah. you don't know what somebody's journey is. So um, yeah, I can't I'd encourage imagine. you to go up to someone and say, Hey, uncle Joe, it's really good to see you. I'm yeah. so excited to catch you? up with you. Yeah. You know, there's, there's ways to talk to someone without complimenting or acknowledging, you know, weight loss. I've actually had that encounter before of a friend who had lost quite a bit of weight and between times I saw her. And, um, when I did see her again and it was noticeable that she had lost a lot of weight, I didn't comment on it, on it at all. And this is before my real intuitive eating journey had Mm -hmm. started, but I knew that I didn't need to be commenting on her body. So I took myself out of that position. We chatted for a while and it came out later that she had developed in a disordered eating or eating disorder, um, definitely a pattern. And that's how she had lost the weight. And commenting on that, you guys, is so triggering for people in those moments Mm -hmm. of, um, you know, 
Brooke and I've talked about this a lot, but they get all this compliments and all these, this high off of feeling good about their body. And don't I look great in these pants? And don't I look good at, at Thanksgiving? And I'm only going to eat this salad and I'm so self-disciplined. And then when the weight does inevitably come back, as we've talked about the research is like 96 to 98% of the time, the weight comes back on within the first two years, if not more weight. Um, and then people are silent. Mm-hmm. That is painful, you guys. That is yeah. really painful. So you don't want to be someone that's... Um, contributing to that high and then just to be silent when the weight comes back on. So mm-hmm. let's focus on people and their attributes and what they bring to the table as their personality and not so much their looks and, and whatnot. So yeah. And it's okay to be like, Oh, you cut your hair. It looks great. Right. Like yeah. there's other, like if you really want to compliment how somebody looks like there's other features like, Hey, I really love that sweater. Where did you buy it? I love your hairstyle. It looks really good. That color. Like there's other ways to compliment somebody's um, sure. like, body without complimenting their body right (laughs) or their weight loss you know like acting like it's a success but um I did have I wrote down some ideas of quotes um to say to people if they do bring up diet talk when you're in their presence and you feel uncomfortable um so the first thing I wanted to mention isn't actually a quote but it's actually to mentally cancel it and this was a practice that was encouraged um or told to me by my doula actually when I was giving when I was pregnant with my daughter she talked a lot about canceling it so when someone comes up to you so during the birth process and I did a natural birth that I've shared about before in here um it's so important to be in a good mental state you want to feel powerful and capable and you want to feel like have positive um thoughts around what your birthing experience is going to be because I truly believe in the power of manifestation and and prayer and focusing on where you're headed and and what kind of experience you want to have. Now, obviously there's outliers and things that can happen such as my first birth, but it's so important to have this good mentality. And I think that's really important in intuitive eating as well. Your, your mental state around food is so important. So really, um, protecting that mental state that you're in if you've been on an intuitive eating journey um, by canceling when other people are talking to you. And what that is, is you're nodding and you're like, "Uh uh-huh, that's great. Yeah, good for you. That's so great. And in your head, you're like, nope, wrong. No, no, no. But I don't have the patience or like... I don't want to talk to you about it. So I'm just going to nod so I can get out of this conversation. Exactly. Which I'm sure we've all done before. And it depends on your personality or who you're talking to. But it's so important just to literally cancel it out. Act like it's going in one ear and out the other. Or think of something else. Brooke and I can do friends quotes in our brain while people are talking to us. (laughs) I can think about like the to-do list that I have for the groceries I want to get. Like there's so many things I could think about. So many things. And maybe if it's even helpful for you or to your body to think of a positive food mantra, food is food freedom. I enjoy food freedom. I love food. I, you know, whatever your mantra might be, um, maybe say that over and over in your head while they're talking to you and to get through it. But in those times or in those situations, and maybe you're not the type of person just to cancel it and you want to confront someone or you want to be polite and excuse yourself, that is completely fine. You do not owe anyone any explanation for why you don't want to talk about diets. Maybe, maybe you could just excuse yourself to go get some dessert. <laughs> That's actually what I'm going to do. That's Somebody bring, brings up like diet culture or whatever, their new diet. I'm going to be like, oh, excuse me. I need to go get a glass of wine and a piece of um, pumpkin pie. <laughs> Amazing. That someone's like, I can't And then you eat the dessert in the face and just be like, this is delicious. You can tell what time I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy with this dessert right now. Oh. And really, I mean, honestly, it's like 
all you can do, and this is my personal belief in my life, is lead by example. So I don't think it's super helpful to throw things in people's faces and be like, you need to learn this and you need to do that and you blah, 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 blah. I think it's helpful to lead by example and show Mm -hmm. them what kind of life you're living. And when people look at you and go, hey, why isn't she stressed out about food? Why isn't she worrying about it? And then maybe they come ask you. You can then share about food freedom Mm -hmm. and share about intuitive eating and the books and the podcast recommendations. Wink, 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 wink. (laughs) bring up our podcast at the dinner table. Yeah, but it is so important. I mean, if people see that you're happy and you're comfortable in your own skin and like Alyssa and I have different bodies from each other and we have different bodies from all of you, but we're still like happy in our own skin. And so I think that that's so incredible to see people in different size bodies who are happy and content and like like to eat, but also like to eat fruits and vegetables and try new things. Like if people are seeing that from you, they're going to want to know like, how are you so happy? Yeah. How are you not stressed out about this? So setting a good example is always so important and it's important for your kids as well, which we talk about pretty much in every episode. Yep. So important. Those kids are watching you guys really, really watching. So some quotes that I wrote down. So when someone comes up to you and talks about the diet, they're going to start Monday or the fact that they overate or I'm such a pig. I took this much food or I'm having thirds or fourths. I'm so bad. Yes. That's so common. This food is dangerous. I shouldn't be around it. I don't trust myself around it. Whatever they might be saying, some good quotes when they're recommending that you go on this diet with them potentially (laughs) or whatnot. Um, I actually find that's not helpful to me. Yeah. That's all you need to say. That doesn't work for me and my body. I don't like diets. I don't like to feel the restriction. Yep. I don't do well with restriction. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. I do better when I include all foods in my diet. Mm -hmm. I love that one because it's like, instead of just saying no, and that's, you know, focusing on kind of the negative about the diet, you're actually focusing on the positive. I actually bring more foods in. I enjoy when I have access to all foods. Um, I think that's really good. How about I enjoy listening to my body. Mm-hmm. My body tells me what to eat. I think that's really great because you're focusing then again on like the intuitive eating nature of like listening to your body and letting it be um, the dictator. And then I think I also wrote in here, we kind of already talked about, but if there is an opportunity to share with them some book recommendations like the book Intuitive Eating or Health at Every Size, which are going to be given away during our giveaway. We'll talk our more about that later. Steaks. Our sweet steaks. <laughs> um, and actually you can then recommend those books to them or um, this podcast or other podcasts you might be listening to um, that encourage food freedom. I think that can be a really great way to actually exit out of the conversation and say, oh, actually, I do better when I include all foods. I've I've been learning this new technique called intuitive eating. I'd love to give you a recommendation if you want. And then you can kind of move on to something else. You know, I don't really want to spend my time talking about food or I'm so full from Thanksgiving. I don't even want to think about food anymore. So let's, you know, how are you doing it in school or what mm-hmm. are you majoring in or changing the subject? So I wanted to give you guys kind of some of those actionable words to use because it can be, it can be a little jo- like, um, jeer- jeering, jarring, jarring. Thank you. More <laughs> coffee. Um, jarring when someone comes up to you and says something and you're not prepared for it. So yeah. just some verbiage for you guys to help. So yeah, enjoy food, enjoy Thanksgiving, (laughs) enjoy the holidays. Um, We hope that you guys all spend lots of time with your friends and family and try some new recipes. And if you guys try a recipe that's really delicious, definitely um, send it to us. Yeah, we'd love to hear your recipes. That'd be really cool. We could Uh like post all of our fans' favorite recipes for the holidays. That'd be cool. That would be fun. Um, Also, we encourage you to play games with your family, go on walks with your family, find other ways to feel good in your body um, and good with your time that you're spending with your friends and family. 
Happy Thanksgiving, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Yes. Happy holidays. Um, if you want to hear more about our recommendations around the holidays, we actually released an episode a year ago. So you can go back and listen to that um, episode as well that we focus in on Halloween and the holidays. Halloween. Thanksgiving and the mm-hmm. holidays and whatnot um, to give you a little bit more insight. But thanks for tuning in, you guys. We'll be back on Tuesday with a normal episode, not a bonus episode, mm-hmm. but a normal episode. So we will see you then. Until then, follow us on social media at diet.riot.podcast and email us with any questions, concerns, or recommendations at hello at dietriot.com. <laughs> oh my God. You did it. You did it. Did you say hello at dietriotpodcast.com? Nailed it. Okay. We're pretty sure she nailed it. I think so. (laughs) Also, don't forget to enter our giveaway that's currently going on. So if you leave us a um, star rating, preferably five stars. Brooke hates when I say that. (laughs) I just don't think it's legal that we say that. It's fine. It's fine. Lawyers, chime in. Chime in. Let us know. Call in. Um, So leave us a rating. Um, stars, leave us a written review and share us on social media and you'll get up to three entries to our giveaway. And what's, what will they get for that giveaway, bro? The prize. It is going to be an Amazon gift card, woo, woo. um, health at every size, woo, woo. intuitive eating woo, woo. and fit snacks. Yeah. And <gasps> possibly drum roll swag swag diet riot swag guys what a great idea to wear a diet riot hat or something to to thanksgiving to thanksgiving well they can't okay to christmas to maybe christmas or any of your holiday events um or to the gym or to the gym but whenever someone confronts you about dieting or working out or starting a diet just point to your hat and walk away (laughs) and be like yo check this out check this out so um that might be coming Check us out on social media for more information about that. And to enter our giveaway, make sure to leave us a rating. Once we hit 100 ratings on iTunes, we will be pulling that winner live from a fishbowl hat situation. Yeah. <gasps> a diet right hat. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. We're, we're figuring it out on the fly, guys. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a great rest of your day. We're going to go stuff our faces. Bye. Turkey. Turkey. No, turkey's my least favorite part. Cheesy potatoes. Cheesy potatoes and sweet potatoes. Yes. All potatoes. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. Wait. Let's start over. Ah, it's stuck in between my toes. Oh, my goodness. Gross. My headphones have oh. been in my toes. Ew. It's a good day. All right. Bloopers. Bloopers. <laughs> and cut.